WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Mike Stanley. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, why a NASA spacecraft will crash into an asteroid. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Rebecca Law will be in with the Metro Huntington Weather Forecast, and Sean Kelly will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 71 degrees. And now on to our top story. Russia is escalating its military and political campaign to take over Ukrainian territory. Russian Army reservists were rounded up to fight while pro-Moscow authorities prepared for voter referendums starting today that could lead to the annexation of four Russian-held regions of Ukraine, a day after President Vladimir Putin ordered a partial mobilization to bolster his troops in Ukraine, dramatic scenes of tearful families bidding farewell to men departing from military mobilization centers in Russia appeared today on social media. Germany's interior minister offered concrete support to potential deserters. She said that anyone who, quote, courageously opposes Putin's regime and therefore puts himself in the greatest danger, unquote, can apply for asylum. Donald Trump's latest legal troubles, sweeping fraud allegations by New York's attorney general and a stark repudiation by federal judges he appointed, have laid bare the challenges piling up as the former president operates without the protections afforded by the White House. The bluster and bravado that served him well in the political arena are less handy in a legal realm dominated by verifiable evidence, where judges this week have looked askance at his positions. This week alone, he has been sued in New York, and in a federal appeals court sharply rejected his legal team's arguments. A Malaysian defense contractor nicknamed Fat Leonard, who orchestrated one of the largest bribery scandals in U.S. military history, has been arrested in Venezuela. The U.S. Marshals Service says Leonard Glenn Francis was arrested Tuesday as he was about to board a plane in Caracas. Francis was under home arrest in San Diego while he cut off his GPS ankle bracelet and escaped on September 4th, prompting an international manhunt. Francis was awaiting sentencing after pleading guilty in 2015 to bribing Navy officers to help his ship servicing company and then overcharging the military at least $35 million. Dozens of Navy officers were convicted for the scheme. The United States is calling on other nations in the United Nations Security Council to tell Russia to stop making nuclear threats and end, quote, the horror, unquote, of its war in Ukraine. All three countries' top diplomats spoke but did not meet at a high-profile council meeting today. Earlier this week, Russian President Vladimir Putin said his nuclear-armed country will, quote, use all means available to us, unquote, to defend itself if its territory is threatened. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says council members, quote, should send a clear message, unquote, that such nuclear threats must stop immediately. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov did not mention Russia's nuclear capacity or the new troop mobilization. A NASA spacecraft is about to clobber a small, harmless asteroid millions of miles away. The spacecraft named DART will zero in on the asteroid Monday, intent on slamming it head-on at 14,000 miles per hour. 
The impact should be just enough to nudge the asteroid into a slightly tighter orbit around its companion space rock. It's the first save-the-world experiment of its kind. If successful, the test will demonstrate that if a killer asteroid ever heads our way, we'll stand a fighting chance. DART blasted off on the $325 million mission last fall. Coming up, Indiana judge blocks the state's abortion ban from being enforced. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns, right after this. It's relaxing. Jazz brings the flavor. I need it. Tune into the latest jazz shows, your jazz shows, Huntington's best jazz shows. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. Only on Marshall University's 88.1 FM WMUL. The cutting edge of your radio dial. Every Friday from 9 to 5. Welcome back to News Center 88. Voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Mike Stanley. West Virginia wildlife officials have embarked on an effort to restore the northern bobwhite quail population. Governor Jim Justice announced yesterday that 12,000 bobwhite quail have been added at wildlife management areas across the state. Some quail have been fitted with transmitters to monitor their survival and habitat use. The goal is to bring the numbers to 20,000, and the Division of Natural Resources will conduct more stockings through October. It's part of a five-year restoration project. Bobwhite quail, known for their bobwhite call, disappeared in the state in the late 1970s due to a combination of habitat destruction and harsh winters. An Ohio man who testified at a congressional hearing about why he stormed the U.S. Capitol has been sentenced to two years of probation for his role on the mob's attacks. U.S. District Judge John Bates today also ordered 41-year-old Stephen Ayers to perform 100 hours of community service. Prosecutors had recommended sentencing Ayers to 60 days of incarceration. In July, Ayers testified before the U.S. House Committee investigating the insurrection on January 6, 2021. After the hearing, Ayers approached and apologized to a group of police officers who had faced the crowd of rioters. Backcountry permits and free camping are being offered in celebration of National Public Lands Day at Big South Fork National River and Recreation Area in Tennessee and Kentucky. The park is offering backcountry permits and one night's camping at the Allen Ford Campground on Saturday. Allen Ford Campground is near the edge of the Big South Fork on the Kentucky side of the park, seven miles west of Whitley City. The campground has six campsites with grills, picnic tables, and lantern hooks, as well as accessible vault toilets. Sheltowee Trace Trail passes through the campground. A Michigan man charged in a New Year's Eve shooting at a West Virginia bar that wounded seven people has pleaded guilty to a federal gun crime. Kaimoni Davis of Redford, Michigan, entered the plea yesterday to being a felon in possession of a firearm. 
He still faces several state counts of wanton endangerment and malicious wounding pertaining to the people who were shot. According to court records, Davis was thrown out of a party at the Culture Hookah Bar in Huntington on December 31, 2019. He returned with a 9mm pistol and fired shots through the door before fleeing. He faces up to 10 years in prison and $250,000 fine at his December 19th sentencing. An Indiana judge has blocked the state's abortion ban from being enforced, putting the new law on hold as abortion clinic operators argue that it violates the state constitution. Owen County Judge Kelsey Hanlon issued a preliminary injunction today against the ban that took effect one week ago. The injunction was sought by abortion clinic operators who argued in a lawsuit that the state constitution protects access to the medical procedure. The judge wrote, quote, There is a reasonable likelihood that this significant restriction of personal autonomy offends the liberty guarantees of the Indiana Constitution, unquote, and that the clinics will prevail in a lawsuit. Coming up next, probe of Amazon Prime. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop. And jazz and blues. Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman. What's going on? It's... it's green. It's white. It's WNUL. 88.1. Saving the world from bad radio. And where's Ari Dent? Mr. Detweiler, we're all finished. Mm, what? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. To News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Mike Stanley. President Joe Biden says the full force of the federal government is ready to help Puerto Rico recover from the devastation of Hurricane Fiona. Speaking in New York today, he said hundreds of FEMA and other federal officials are already on the ground with more help coming. He said his message to the people of Puerto Rico is, quote, we're with you, we're not going to walk away, unquote. Meanwhile, Bermuda and Canada's Atlantic provinces are preparing for a major blast from the Category 4 storm. It's expected to pass overnight near Bermuda, where officials are opening shelters. Stocks closed lower on Wall Street, deepening their losses for the week, as central banks around the world raised interest rates to fight inflation. The S&P 500 fell 0.8 percent today. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell about half as much, and the Nasdaq Composite lost 1.4 percent. Central banks in Europe and Asia increased rates a day after the Federal Reserve made another big rate hike and signaled more were on the way. The goal is to cool down economies by making it more expensive to borrow money. The yield on the two-year Treasury, which tends to follow expectations for Fed action, rose significantly. Sal Durante was 19 when he caught Roger Maris's record-breaking 61st home run in 1961. He sold the ball for $5,000, and it was returned to Maris as part of the deal. That story sounds downright quaint by today's standards, but it's a reminder that even six decades ago, fans who caught famous souvenirs faced a tricky choice. Should they keep the ball, sell it, or give it back to the player who hit it? Now Aaron Judge is one home run shy of tying Maris for the American League record. A former suburban Chicago police officer who was fired after he shot into a car two years ago, killing a black man and seriously wounding the man's girlfriend, has been charged with second-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter. The Associated Press reports that a grand jury returned indictments yesterday against former Waukegan police officer Dante Salinas in the October 20, 2020 shooting that killed a 19-year-old local man, Marcellus Stinnett, and wounded his girlfriend, Tafara Williams. He was also indicted on charges of aggravated battery and official misconduct stemming from a separate incident in 2019. The shooting sparked protests and led the police department to quickly fire Salinas for what it described as, quote, multiple policy and procedure violations, unquote. Federal regulators are ordering Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and CEO Andrew Jassy to testify in the government's investigation of Amazon Prime. The regulators rejected the company's complaint that the executives are being unfairly harassed in the probe of the popular streaming and shopping service. The Federal Trade Commission issued an order denying Amazon's request to cancel civil subpoenas sent in June to Bezos, the Seattle company, excuse me, Seattle-based company's former CEO, and Jassy. The order also sets a deadline of January 20th for the completion of all testimony by Bezos, Jassy, and 15 other senior executives who also were subpoenaed. Coming up next, Maine OK's first religious school for tuition reimbursement. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is... Join an after-school program? Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Mike Stanley. A federal appeals court has rejected Alabama's attempt to proceed 
with the execution of an inmate who claims the state lost his paperwork selecting an alternative to lethal injection. In a two-to-one decision, the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals upheld an injunction preventing the state from carrying out the execution tonight. The state is appealing the ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court. 57-year-old Alan Miller testified that he turned in paperwork four years ago selecting nitrogen hypoxia as his execution method. The state says there's no evidence to corroborate that, but the appeals court said it is, quote, substantially likely, unquote, that Miller filed the paperwork. I rate that a session to discuss a proposed smoking ban during a casino industry conference was canceled. Casino workers and patrons opposed to smoking in the gambling halls held a noisy protest outside the meeting today in New Jersey. About 100 people rallied outside the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City, demanding that the state legislature act on a bill to ban casino smoking that has the support of more than half of state lawmakers and Governor Phil Murphy. The bill has been stalled without a hearing in a state senate or assembly committee, and a similar measure died without a vote last year as well. An official familiar with the matter says Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has signed off on Canada dropping the vaccine requirement for people who enter Canada at the end of September. Canada, like the United States, requires foreign nationals to be vaccinated when entering the country. No change in the mandate is expected in the United States in the near term. Unvaccinated foreign travelers who are allowed to enter Canada are currently subject to mandatory arrival tests and a 14-day quarantine. The official says that Trudeau has agreed to let a cabinet order enforcing mandatory COVID-19 vaccination requirements at the border expire on September 30th. The United States has made its case in the U.N. Security Council for why Russia should face further censure and isolation over the Ukraine invasion. It comes the day after Ukraine's president laid out a forceful case against Russia's invasion at the United Nations. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke to Security Council members detailing allegations of war crimes and other atrocities that Russia has committed against Ukraine. He urged them to, quote, send a clear message, unquote, for Russia to stop its nuclear threats. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov fired right back minutes later. He called the claims unfair and Ukraine to blame. Maine is ready to fund tuition for some religious school students for the first time since a U.S. Supreme Court ruling in June ordered the state to treat tuition reimbursement for those schools the same as for other private schools. Chaveras High School, a Catholic school in Portland, was the only religious school to apply for participation in the state's tuition reimbursement plan, and its application was approved. Though other religious schools in Maine are taking a cautious approach, more could apply next year. The Supreme Court decision was the latest in a line of rulings by the High Court favoring religious-based discrimination claims. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Sean Kelly will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. really dragging. I think I'm going to try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. (laughs) Available everywhere WMUL FM's energy may be heard. 
Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a very muggy 92 degrees out there today, but the humidity makes it feel closer to 98 with the added heat from Mr. Sunshine. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 71 degrees. Today, the high is 75 and the low is 52 degrees. After some early morning rain, Mr. Sunshine is feeling shy and is hiding behind the clouds, and this will continue into the early evening. We will also see wind in the evening up to 25 miles per hour. Tomorrow, the high will be 67 and the low will be 47 degrees. Mr. Sunshine will be out all day as we see mainly sunny skies and winds up to 20 miles per hour. Tomorrow evening, we will see a few clouds and a decrease in wind down to 10 miles per hour. Looking into the weekend, we will have a high of 73 and a low of 54 degrees on Saturday, and on Sunday, a high of 78 and a low of 56 degrees. Saturday, we'll see mostly sunny skies with a few clouds, and Sunday, we will see clouds and a 58% chance of rain and thunderstorms in the afternoon. Today's weather word of the day is verglas. Taken from the French language, this is a term that is used to describe a thin coating of ice that forms on an object, such as a rock. Thank you, weather.com and weatherology.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 71 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Now Sean Kelly joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Scott. Starting off with Marshall Athletics, women's soccer is the first of two games on the schedule today as they are currently facing off at Arkansas State. Coming off of Saturday's home loss to Southern Miss, the team is looking to bounce back with an offense led by seniors Morgan White and Kat Gonzalez. White leads the Sunbelt Conference in goals with six, while Gonzalez is third in the conference in shots and shots on goal. Meanwhile, men's soccer will kick off again on Saturday at Hoops Family Field, as the number four ranked herd will face the Mountaineers in the West Virginia Derby at 7:15. Marshall now ranked number four in the nation, has now been officially ranked in the top 25 soccer rankings each week since October 15, 2019. For this evening's second game, Marshall Volleyball will travel to Norfolk to face Old Dominion at 6.30 p.m. At 6.05, the Herd look to continue their hot streak coming off of two road sweeps at Furman and USC Upstate. On the other hand, the Monarchs are 5-8 and eight and have gone 1-2 and two this past weekend against VCU. This series will, con will conclude at the same time on Friday, with that game being live-streamed on ESPN+. Switching over to golf, on Tuesday, the men's team wrapped up play at the River Run Collegiate. As a team, Marshall finished tied for 14th as senior Tyler Jones and sophomore Ryan Bilby led the Herd's individual leaderboard tied for 23rd. Meanwhile, men's golf will tee off again on October 3rd for the Georgia State Invitational. While women's golf has not played this week, they finished fifth at the Jennifer Duke Invitational last Tuesday. Last week's Invitational resulted in freshman Abby Bowl finishing third individually in her collegiate debut. The team will resume play next Monday at the Grand Overfall Classic. 
Finally, her tennis makes its season debut at the Thunder in the Mountains tournament in Charleston. The tournament will be held in the Kanawha Rec Center, featuring four schools, VCU, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and Marshall. Action will begin on Friday and end on Saturday. On to news around the sports world, the Utah Jazz have traded veteran forward Bojan Bogdanovic to the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk and Sabin Lee. Bogdanovic has become the third Utah Jazz star to be traded this offseason, as All-Stars Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell were traded earlier in the offseason to the Minnesota Timberwolves and Cleveland Cavaliers, respectively. In other NBA news, former Philadelphia 76ers star Ben Simmons went on record criticizing his former team for not providing support for his mental health issues. In an interview with former teammate J.J. Redick, Simmons said, quote, I didn't feel like I got it from coaches, teammates, I won't say all teammates because there's great guys on that team that did reach out and are still my friends, but I didn't feel like I got that and it was just a tough place for me, unquote. After sitting out all last season for the 76ers and Brooklyn Nets, Simmons has been quoted as feeling excited to play this upcoming season. On to baseball news, Aaron Judge tied Babe Ruth's Yankees record of 61 home runs in a season Tuesday night, and bets have increased along with the home runs. According to ESPN's David Purdom, nearly nine times as much money was bet on Judge to hit a home run in yesterday's game that was put on any other player on Caesar Sportsbook. In the month of September, Judge accounts for over 13% of all home run wagers on competitor points bet. Not only does Judge incre increase ever so closer to breaking the Yankees' home run record, but he is currently the favorite to win American League MVP. In college football, LSU has been placed on one-year probation in football due to recruiting violations. The violation stems from former offensive line coach James Craig, who admitted to meeting with the prospect and giving him team gear during a recruiting dead period. These violations were considered a greater concern to NCAA officials due to the dead period occurring during the COVID-19 pandemic and the intentions for the break surrounding the health and safety of athletes. In addition to Craig, LSU men's basketball coach Will Wade was fired for similar offenses, and other reports of cash offers to recruits were placed on LSU star Odell Beckham Jr. and an unnamed booster. Finally, a U University of Utah student was arrested yesterday after allegedly threatening to detonate a nuclear reactor on campus if the Utes lost their football game against San Diego State. After posting to social media that she would, quote, be detonating the nuclear reactor on campus, unquote, if the Utah Utes lost last weekend's game, the 20-year-old was the 21-year-old, excuse me, was identified, arrested for terroristic threats, and later released on Wednesday evening. Thank you to ESPN.com and Herd Zone for the information. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. Coming up, caught him red-handed. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. 
I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. And finally, today on New Center 88, sure, you can go ahead and paint the town red, but you can't paint a popular statue in town red and get away with it. A man has now pleaded guilty to vandalizing the bewitched statue in Salem, Massachusetts. The Associated Press reports the culprit will get 18 months of probation for dousing the bronze statue with red paint over the summer. The AP says the 32-year-old Salem resident was originally sentenced to a year in jail. But a judge suspended the sentence after the man agreed to repay the cost of repairing the damage to the bewitched statue. There was a lot more than just one for the road on a Florida highway. Authorities say I-75 had to be closed a while after a semi-trailer hauling cases of Coors Light crashed. The wreck turned the roadway into a sea of silver beer cans. The Florida Highway Patrol says the crash occurred in the southbound lanes of I-75 about 30 miles north of Tampa. Officials say the pileup happened when one semi clipped another while changing lanes. The semi with the beer ended up dumping suds on the road. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Rebecca Law, Morgan Pemberton, David Atkins, Michaela Wheeler, Sean Kelly, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Mike Stanley, and your thought of the day is, the issues of the choice between right and wrong has to be an ongoing concern for everybody at every age. There is no magical point in human life when anyone is or becomes immune to the second-by-second choice to do right instead of wrong. Diane Dwayne.